Ephesians chapter 5 this morning. Ephesians chapter 5. Isn't it good to be in the Lord's house? I'm glad that Paul and Silas made their mind up that regardless of their circumstances, that they were going to bless the name of the Lord. And uh, I've learned a long time ago that there's a lot of stuff we're going to go through but I believe every believer has to make up their mind that regardless of what we go through, we're going to praise his name. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether we're on the mountain or in the valley, we're going to praise his name. And when those two men praised the name of the Lord, 
God opened the prison doors. He opened up the jail doors. God will set you free if you just keep praising his name. It may not look like you're going to get through this, but child of God, you keep praising his name. God's going to be faithful and he's going to bring you through. And something else that I like here is they praised his name. He opened the door, but he also saved souls. And that jailer got saved and his whole house got saved because these men were willing to bless the name of the Lord. If you look with me in Ephesians chapter 5, stand with me for the reading of God's word. Ephesians 5 and verse 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become as saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. I want you to look in verse 19. Speaking yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity you give us to worship. Lord, I love this time of year. I love the thought of Thanksgiving. I love the thought of Christmas and what it all stands for. Lord, it's all about you. Lord, I pray that you'll help us to remember the reason for the season. Every day remind us that we are a child of the King. Remind us, God, like we've never been reminded of who we are and who we represent and what our focus ought to be about every single day. Lord, I lose focus many, many times. Help me to stay focused. Lord, help me to remember that I'm your child. And you're my Father. Help me to be obedient to my Heavenly Father. Help me to follow you every single day of my life. Lord, mold us and make us into the vessel that would bring you honor and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to speak to you on this subject, how God's children live. How God's children live. I want to talk to you today about being a child of God. I want to talk to you today about being a child of God. Now, I want you to understand there's many, many names that are given for those who get saved, for those who trust in the saving power of Jesus Christ. And we can call them saints, we can call them believers, we can call them Christians. But I want to talk about the word children. Because in the Bible, God refers in His Word to us as believers as His children. The whole principle of being born again is that you're born again into a new family. The first time you were born, I was born into the Lou Ellen family. I had an earthly father, an earthly mother, an earthly brother. I had earthly siblings. But when I got saved, I was born again into a new family. I was given a new father and new brothers and sisters in Christ. If you're saved today, you're my brother and sister in Christ because of that new birth. I have a father now. I have a heavenly father. He's always been there, even when I didn't recognize him. But the day that I got saved, I became a child of God. 
And I'm his child, and I want you to listen this morning. I want you to pay attention to this and realize that every day that we walk, we walk as God's children. And we live to honor and glorify our Father that is in heaven. Every day, I'm Jeff Llewellyn's son. I'm Ann Llewellyn's son. I'm Lacey Llewellyn's husband. But most of all, I'm God's son. And I represent my heavenly Father that is in heaven. I want you to notice real quick three things of how God's children live. Number one, God's children always follow the Father. Notice what he said in Ephesians 5 and 1. Be therefore followers of God as dear children. That word followers in the Greek means to mimic. He said, the apostle Paul said, we must mimic God. Why should we mimic God? Because we are his children. And as his children, we ought to follow our heavenly father. Isn't it amazing how we have this natural desire to be like our earthly daddy? Isn't it amazing how we have this earthly desire and natural desire to walk in the footsteps of our earthly father? Well, the day that you got saved, understand you got a new daddy. You got a heavenly father. And it is our job to follow him and to mimic him. We are to walk in the footsteps of God the Father. He is my heavenly father. And yes, I should have a natural desire to be like my earthly daddy. But child of God, we ought to want to be like our heavenly daddy. We ought to want to mimic and follow after the things of God. How? As a child. As a child. If you're 50 years old and you know Jesus, you're still a child. It's amazing to me, I'm 34 years old and I'm still my mama's baby. Isn't that amazing? I got a few amen from mamas on that. Y'all know what that means. You never outgrow that. If you've been saved 40 years, you're still a child. And if we ever lose sight that we're not a child anymore, then we're going to drift away from the Father. And I love what Jesus said. I want you to think in your minds what he said in the book of Matthew. Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You cannot be saved until you make yourself like a child. Until you come to God in childlike faith. You say, preacher, how can I be saved today? You humble yourself. You humble yourself like little children. And you put your trust in faith in Jesus Christ. Kennedy is, uh, I don't know how old she is. Five years old. There we go. Getting myself in trouble. She's five years old. She relies upon me because I am her father. And everything that goes on in her life, she does not think about. She just simply trusts daddy to handle it. She puts her trust in me every day just to take care of business. Child of God, every day we got to go to our heavenly father as a child. We became believers as children. We entered into this family as children. We became like children. We believe like children. We must follow like children. We must mimic him like the child. Man, I'll tell you what. One of the greatest men in my life is my daddy. And I look up to him. And I respect him. And I honor him. And I reverence him because he's my earthly father. But child of God, we ought to feel the same about our heavenly father. We ought to have a stronger desire for our heavenly father than we do our earthly father. We ought to have that longing to be more and more like our heavenly father. 
And you say, well, you know, how can we be like our Heavenly Father? Well, think about the character and the personality of our Heavenly Father. Everywhere I go, the other night at the funeral home uh, there in Crossit, I was sitting there talking, and somebody said, well, you must be a Llewellyn. I said, I am. Do I owe you money or my dad owe you money? What, you know what's going on. And it's hard to deny the fact that I belong to the Llewellyns. I hear it all the time. You look like your daddy. You sound like your daddy. You preach like your daddy. You talk like your daddy. You walk like your daddy. And I hear that all the time. And that's natural and that's all right. But I want to be like that when it comes to my heavenly father. And I want to take up the personality and the character that my heavenly father has. And, and my character is so much like my earthly daddy, but I ought to want to be transformed into being my heavenly daddy. And you think about the character and the personality of God. And God, it, there are so many things about God that we can never be because He's God and God alone. But think about who God is. God never changes. God is self-sufficient. God is omnipotent. God is omniscient. God is all-knowing. God is omnipresent. God is wisdom. And those things that God is, I'm not those things. And I can never be those things. But I can rely upon Him to be those things that I'm not. To be that person that I cannot be. I can rely upon my Heavenly Father to be there. I'm not omnipotent. I'm not everywhere, but bless God, God is. And my daddy is everywhere I go and he's there leading me every step of the way. And bless God, when I'm not, he is. And when I'm not big enough, he is. And when I'm not strong enough, he is. And in my weakness, I find his strength. But you think about the character of God that we can be like. Think about who God is. God is faithful. We ought to be faithful like our Heavenly Father. God is good. Isn't He good? Y'all smile a little bit on that. It's all right. God's good. Child of God, you ought to be good like your Heavenly Father is. Living a good life. Having, a, ha, having that good joy. And just enjoying what God has done for you. God's good. Amen. Be more like your daddy. Be more like your heavenly Father. Be good. Be faithful. Be just. God is just, isn't he? He's right in everything that he does. And child of God, you ought to be just in your doings. God is merciful. Show a little mercy. Whew. I struggle with that one. Ask Connor. He knows. I have trouble. Don't you amen that, Lacey. My goodness. Hey, mama down there. I struggle having mercy. And I'm so hard on my kids. And I hold them to this line. And I beat them if they don't get on that line. But I think about how patient my Heavenly Father is. I think about how merciful He's been to me. How gracious He's been to me. How many times He forgave me. How many times that He's allowed me to keep walking this walk. Even when I was unworthy. Even when I was unworthy to be called a child of God, He still calls me by name. He still knows every hair on my head. Man, my Heavenly Father is merciful and gracious. I ought to want to be more like Daddy. I ought to want to be more like my Heavenly Father. Who is He? He's gracious. He's loving. Whew. God is love. Child of God... You ought to be loved too. 
You ought to walk in love every single day of your life. Who else is God? He's holy. I can never be as holy as my Heavenly Father. But bless God, I can strive every day to be more and more like Him. To be sanctified from the world. To put away worldly things. To be more like my Father. You say, well, my Father's a drunk. And my Father's this. My Father's an adulterer. My Father... Let me tell you about your Heavenly Father. He's holy. And how many times you say, well, He's going to be like His daddy. He's going to be a liar like His daddy. Daddy couldn't tell the truth. He can't either. You ever heard that? You ever said that? Yep. He's a drunk too like a daddy. He can't help it. He's being like his daddy. Child of God, that's our Father in heaven. And our Father in heaven is not a drunk. He's not an alcoholic. He's not a drug addict. He's holy. He's holy. The seraphim said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. He's holy. Child, look to your Father because he's Holy. We ought to sanctify from this world and be holy like our Heavenly Father. And the last one here is He's glorious. Isn't He just glorious? Beautiful, wonderful. Well, about two of you think so. That's wonderful. Do you think He's glorious? Do you think your Heavenly Father is the most wonderful thing in the world? You ought to. He is glorious. And child of God, you ought to be glorious just like him. You mean something to the Father. You may not mean anything to this world. You may not mean anything to anybody. But in God's eyes, you mean something. You're a glorious creature. I love what the Apostle Paul said, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. You are a creation of the Father. You make fun of me of all you want to because God made me. <laughs> you make fun of all you want to and this bullying and all this that goes on in school. Shame on them all because we're all made in the image of an almighty God. And don't you make fun of what God created because God ain't never made a mistake in His life. And His life has always has been and always will be. He's never made a mistake. You are perfect. And beautiful and glorious because your Heavenly Father made you that way. Whoo! Isn't Daddy good? My Heavenly Father. And when I say Daddy, I mean all reverence to my Heavenly Father. But I'm telling you something, He's glorious. Child of God, we're glorious because of Him. We notice that God's children always follow the Father. But notice number two, God's children always walk in love. Look at number two, verse two. Walk in love as Christ also loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. God's children always follow the Father. God's children always walk in love. Walk in love is the command. To walk there in the Greek means to regulate one's life. That means the way that we walk, what governs us, what guides our walk. He said, be governed, be guided by love. That agape love. The same love that Jesus has for you. You are to live in the same love. Walk in the same love that God had for you. That unconditional love. That love that even when you were not worthy, God loved you anyway. Isn't that awesome? 
Every day we should walk in the love of Christ. Every day we should experience that love and express that love to everybody that we come in contact with. Our lives should be governed by the love of God. You know how God's children walk? They walk in love. They're slow to wrath. They're slow to anger. Quick to forgive. Mm, they're loving. They overlook mistakes. They overlook where you come from and what you used to be. Aren't you glad God loves you that way? You see, God's people are willing to look at this world in a different way the world looks at this world. God's people ought to look at this world the way their Heavenly Father looks in this world. In love and compassion. Every day Jesus got up and He loved everybody that He came in contact with. And He didn't just tell them, He showed them. And He expressed His love all the way to the cross of Calvary. The only man to ever lay down his life for you is Jesus Christ and him crucified. And he laid down his life for you to be saved. Why? Because he loved you. Brother Hayden said the verse, But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for me. While I was a sinner, I was unworthy, but that agape love looked past my fault. Child of God, you need to look past the faults of the people around you. And you need to love your peers. You need to love your enemies. Uh-oh. You need to love those people you disagree with. You need to love those people that love evil. You need to love those people that hate God. You need to love people that hate you. You need to love people that hate your kids. Now that's hard. How many people hate Jesus, but God loves them anyway. Oh, what a faithful Father we have. Walk in love. How? As Christ loved us. You show that kind of love every day. And I love the rest of that verse. A sweet-smelling Savior in the nostrils of God. Every day Jesus got up because He loved the peers and he loved the Father. And he laid down his life on the altar every single day. And every day his life was on the altar. And he said, God, this is my life to live. And he loved people around him. He healed people around him. He saved people around him. We can't do that. But he did. But we can strive to be like him. Amen. We can walk in the same manner. But notice what happened. Every time that he loved the people around him, it sent up this aroma to the nostrils of God. That God was satisfied with the life that Jesus lived. He loved and loved and loved his people and his peers around him to the place that God the Father was satisfied. That God looked down on Jesus and said, I'm satisfied with what you're doing. How many of us strive for the approval of our earthly father? We ought to strive to be approved by our heavenly father. Every day our life is laid down on the altar. Every day we're a living sacrifice unto God. And every day there's an aroma coming from our life. 
Is it a sweet-smelling Savior? Is God accepting? Is our Heavenly Father accepting what, how we're living? How we're doing? There's nothing worse to know that Daddy's not happy with you. There's nothing worse as I was a teenager to know that Daddy was not satisfied. And my Daddy was tough to satisfy at times. He had this line that I was going to live by. And if he wasn't satisfied, he'd let me know. And I'm telling you what, my Heavenly Father lets me know when I get out of line. Hello, y'all with me? He lets me know when I get out of line. But if I just keep loving and I live and walk in love every day, that will show for my compassion for others, but my life for the Heavenly Father. How does your Heavenly Father look at you? Is He pleased with your life? Every day that you live, you're on the altar. And there's an aroma coming up from your life. Is God satisfied? Well, I hope my wife is, preacher. Let the Lord take care of your wife, and I mean that respectfully. You let the Lord handle that husband. You seek to please your heavenly Father, and He'll get everything else in line. Quit seeking to please everybody else and please your Father. Please your heavenly Father. There is nothing better than to hear my earthly Father say, Josh, I'm pleased. Man, you're doing a good job. Man, you're doing... And he doesn't say that very often. But every now and then, he'll just stop and say, Josh, I'm proud of the daddy you become. I'm proud of the preacher you become. And I shouldn't care, but I do. Because he raised me. And I care what he thinks. Man, I can't wait for the day that I get to see Jesus. And I hope, Brother Chuck, so much that he says, Well done, my good and faithful servant. I'm pleased with the life you live. Oh, I want to be more like Daddy. Oh, I want to be found in His image. Notice number three, that God's children always live in thankfulness. Notice verse three. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. As His children, our life must reflect who we belong to. If you're going to be a child of God, then live like it. Act like it. Leave the world. Leave the fornication, the uncleanness, the covetousness. If you're going to be saved and be a child of the King, then act like a child of the King. Walk like a child of the King. Get rid of the sin. Confess your sin. Get it behind you. Come out from among them. You got a new daddy now. You got a new father now. You have a new family now. Then there's a new life for you now. Come out from among them. Child of God, there's no place in our life and our relationship with God for all of that sin and all of that carnality. Get it out. Paul said, if you're going to be a child of God and you're going to mimic Him, you're going to have to leave some things behind. And in order for me to be like my Heavenly Father, that means I'm going to have to leave some things behind. I can't be a preacher and be a fornicator. I can't be a successful preacher and adulterer at the same time. It doesn't work that way. I cannot completely fulfill the will of God in my life living like I used to. Bless God, I don't have to live that way anymore. 
Because I got a new life. I got a new family. As his children, our life must reflect who we belong to. Does your actions reflect your heavenly Father? And as his children, our speech must reflect who we belong to. Notice this in verse 4. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving thanks. If you're saved, won't you talk like a child of God? I got on Facebook this morning, and I seen this lady, 60 years old, who belongs to a local New Testament church that I've preached a revival at her church many, many times. And she posted something, and it had the F word in it twice. And she put right above it, I know you don't like the language, but this is good stuff. It blew me away. I went on there and I clicked. I said, delete, unfollow, unfriend. I don't want nothing to do with it. I don't want to listen to it. If I want to hear a sailor talk, I'll go to the sea. Hold on. Whew, got quiet. If I want to hear a sailor talk, I'll go to the sea. If I want to hear filthiness, I'll go to the bar. Child of God, we need to quit talking like a lost person. We ain't got no business talking like the world. We have no business talking down and cussing and profanity and all of this garbage. The only thing that should come from our mouth is of giving thanks to our Heavenly Father. Quit cursing and start blessing. Quit cursing everybody and everything and bless the name of the Lord. Man, you shouldn't have time to be negative and curse somebody. Man, I'll tell you what. The toughest time of my life, I'm just going to be blunt, and it wasn't here. It's when I got cussed one day by a deacon. Yeah, take all that in. Take all that in. I've had saved people, church people, cuss me just like you have. There's no place in our life for that filthiness. Get it out of your mouth. Get the negativity out and praise your Father. Walk like a child. Talk like His child. Talk like His child. Give thanks and bless His holy name. Now I want you to look 19. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. I love to make melody, Miss V. It's a lot prettier in my heart than it is out loud, though. Man, I love to sing. Oh, I love to shout. I, I love it. But it don't sound as pretty on the outside as it does on the inside. And what I love about this verse is as children, our hearts must reflect who we belong to. He said on the inside. See, you can never rejoice on the outside till you're rejoicing on the inside. And child of God, on the inside we're hurting. On the inside we're suffering. On the inside we're struggling. And as His child, there ought to be joy in your life. Let the storms rage. Child of God, there ought to be peace that passeth all understanding. I'll never forget, Miss Merlin, when you had your surgery. And you, man, you were upset, rightfully so. You were worried. I got up by 5 o'clock in the morning. We FaceTime. You were in Atlanta, Georgia. And I prayed, we all prayed, we laid hands on you down here, we prayed for you. And you were worried and concerned. Five o'clock in the morning, she FaceTimed me. And I was up waiting on her, ready to pray. Her family was around. She hit that on button. She didn't have to say a word. 
I've seen it all over her face. Her heavenly father gave her a peace. Her heavenly father gave her a joy. And she said, Brother Josh, I've been so worried, but I'm not anymore. My daddy's taking care of me. And he's given the peace that passeth all understanding. Aren't you thankful, Miss Merlin, that our hearts can rejoice? That if we live and act and walk with our Heavenly Father, that on the outside it may be bad, but on the inside we have reason to praise. We have reason to praise His name. I'm reminded of Paul and Silas from that song. Aren't you glad they had a song on the inside so that they can have a song on the outside? Oh man, let the storms rage. His children ought to praise His name. Our daddy's been too good to us for us to be down in the dumps. But I wonder when's the last time you just talked to your heavenly father and said, Daddy, here it is. Paul said, call him Abba Father, which means Daddy. Get personal. My dad preached my ordination. And he said, I knew that Nathan would be a preacher. And we knew he would be a pastor one day, but we thought Josh would be in prison. Boy, ain't that encouraging. Guarantee you. But he said, I'm going to preach to my son for a minute. And he said, what we do at the house, when there's something needs to be talked about, we go to the back porch. Josh will come and say, Daddy, come to the back porch. I need you. My dad would say, Josh, let's go to the back porch. I knew Miss V was about to get serious. We went to the back porch and we took care of business. And he said, everybody's going to have to excuse us. Me and my boys got to go to the porch for a little while. And I want to talk to him and I want to get serious. And that blessed my soul that day. And I, it blesses my soul to be able to call him and talk to my earthly father. But folks, i got a heavenly father that I need to get serious with that I need to get personal with, who loved me, who sent His Son for me, who did everything that I may have eternal life and have abundant life. And sometimes i got to let the world go. And i got to say, Daddy, it's just going to be me and you. I went to the, the fishing camp the other day at Darbonne. My folks have a place there. It's just me and my earthly father. We sat there and we fellowshiped. Oh, I love that. I'm going to miss that one day. Whew. To not have that call, to have that inability to not call my earthly father, I don't know what that's like. Some of you do. And I do not look forward to those days that are ahead that I may not have that. Brother Josh, you can pick up the phone and call your earthly father. But there may be a day he's gone. Whew. But I'm glad I got a heavenly father that will outlive me. That will be there in the bad and the good. That will forgive me every time. And all I got to do is step outside the world and go in the name of Jesus and say, Father, here I am. And He'll talk with me. And He'll walk with me. He'll give me everything that I stand in need of. He'll comfort me like nobody else can comfort.
because he's a heavenly father.